Welcome to Fiction to Function. I'm Sean Melton. I'm Seth Melton. I'm Jerry Maguire. That's wrong. I'm, jo- <laughs> I'm Josh Newcomb. We're, uh, we should say this. We're, we're, we've taken a long hiatus. Our last episode was a line thing episode that we recorded a little while back. Um, it was supposed to be a break for our Enneagram, uh, series and i messed up seth told me today that i said criterion in the opening of that so i yeah, said it was a break in our criterion section shitty, uh, so people just have to edit. guess yeah so yeah. people just have to guess what that is so uh, my apologies um we actually the reason we've taken such a long hiatus is because um i'm gonna seth i'm gonna let you say as little or as much as you would like to say on why we were not here my wife had a child with another man. With another man. <laughs> no, with me, and I, I am a man. You are the father. Yeah, I'm the father, guys. <laughs> she had, so. Well, she, yeah, another man, which was you before you were a father. Before I was a father. That and was that child, man. are we not gendering the child yet? <laughs> no, we can gender Okay, her. she is beautiful. Thank she you. is absolutely beautiful. I agree. I think she looks a lot like Hope. She does, thank God. <laughs> so, yeah. so welcome to the world. Yes, uh, Ripley. Her name's Ripley. Ripley. Yeah. yeah, beautiful, beautiful baby. And 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 so that's why we've been gone so yeah. long. So, uh, we're sorry, but also not that sorry because well, Liam, we can say that is, this is round two of this. Podcast. Yeah, the, we, yeah, yeah, we were recording this episode before, and she uh, hope. Seth's wife water broke. Her water broken. Um, I don't know how <laughs> while we were recording. Yeah. yeah. So, so Not a that's, deal. we almost kept going. But, so yeah. so if you're one of our if you're one of our over five hundred dollars subscribers, you'll get and you can get a uh, copy of that edition of that yeah. actual first Yeah, we'll we'll photoshop <laughs> you in with Ripley too for a picture. Yeah, yeah. that's the thousand dollar mark. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. The thousand dollar mark for a ten dollar mark you will get your name mentioned on this podcast as a thank you. Yeah. And for the twenty dollar mark we'll thank you we'll thank you say your name once at the beginning and once at the end. It's honestly a steal. This has gone on too long. <laughs> um, the joke's dead. Especially because right now and this is fitting because we are uh, picking up on our Enneagram series. We're still in the heart triad, the feeling center. If you don't know what the Enneagram is, go listen to our Enneagram podcast. There's no spoilers for any movies or anything in that. That's kind of, uh, and I know that's it's kind of a beast to take on. It's, but the long and short of it is it's a personality typology. Um, and we are talking about type three, which is the achiever or the performer. We're also talking about one of my favorite movies, Jerry Maguire. Mm-hmm. And... We'll mix those two. Those two will, will combine slowly as we're, we're going with this. But Josh is uh, all dolled up because he's going to trivia tonight. Yeah, I just got a shirt from eBay today. And uh, it actually worked that out. That Norm- normally when you buy stuff off eBay, it's like, you know, Sketchy. you don't know how many armholes are going to be in there. Yeah. But it's good, though, you guys. I'm going to be honest with you. He's, Josh has like a sort of like once upon a time in Hollywood thing going on right now. Thanks. I appreciate that. I you felt, look like I you're about good. to go shoot up some hair. I felt good like yesterday. Hard, I felt good today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm really, I might try, this might be the first time that we do heroin together. Yeah. So we're, yeah. so, 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 but Josh is, Josh is here because Josh is identified as an Enneagram type three. And let's start there. Josh, do you remember being typed? Do you remember I what that remember, experience was like? I remember being typed. What was that like? Um, the first, uh, the first thing I remember is we did the cards. I don't actually remember a whole lot of talking about it before I did the cards. Okay. That's when I came into the consciousness of Do you remember it. what I thought you were? Yeah, you thought I was a seven. I thought Josh was I a, was a rowdy boy. I, Josh, I, I thought Josh was a type seven because I think we've said this before on this podcast, but we met for the first time playing Manhunt. Yeah. And Josh was like, come on, let's go, let's go. We got fun, we got fun, let's play, go. I was playing it. And he was playing it. He's yeah. up in trees. He's. I've known Josh, as long as I've known Josh, he's had like, Dirty feet from running around outside. So I thought he was just a fun-loving, fun boy. Mm-hmm. And I found out that when we... Th- th- there's a... The Riso Hudson uh, tradition of the Enneagram, they, they put together actually a deck of cards you can get on the Enneagram Institute uh, website. I think you can still get them. It's 90 cards. They and they've just got words on it. They've, they've got words on each card, like honest. Or not honest, that's not one of them. That's hopefully... On, on Irreverent one. is the one I Irreverent remember choosing. Is, yeah, that one's seven. The yeah, seven that's card. funny. So there's a river. There's a reverent. There's one of them is the best. There's conscientious, mm-hmm. protective, whatever. 
there's these words and then kind of a description of what those words mean. And the idea is that you're supposed to take, there's not 10 cards for each type, there's 90 cards. And the idea is if you can narrow it down to about 20 cards, you'll have probably a majority of one type. And yeah. so when you sit here and think about these words and how they define you, that kind of helps indicate your type. I thought Josh was a 7. And this is a great example of how you don't type other people. Because I thought Josh was a 7 because he's fun-loving. I think you are. He's high energy. I think you are. Yeah. He's enthusiastic. I think you are. I, you, I think I always tell Your people, motivation's different. Yeah, when I, exactly. Seven. That's what I was going to say. Whenever I talk about the Enneagram or someone's like taking the test online or whatever, I always say... Don't think about what you do, but think about really, really why you do it. That's right. And yeah. then that's where you get to what your like what your personality is actually based on. So, because yeah, I am super fun, loving, and energetic. But a lot of times when I'm like shooting my guns up in the air, it's like because I want people to like me. And then sevens are doing it because they're you know just like that, and they're bubbly, and they're maybe escaping some problems or whatever in their brain. Right. And so, a brief description yeah. of the type three. Type threes tend to be charming. They tend to be very. Uh, Good looking. Well, what's funny is attractive is actually a word to be used. And to, and to be honest with you, I'm like, they, you could be, you know, you could look like, I don't know what to say, not you could look like Jabba the Hutt. And, yeah, and be a type three. Yourself, and there's yeah. still, yeah, there's still an attractive quality to them because yeah. they're able to extract favorable responses from other people. Because the type three, and this is what's interesting, and we'll be getting into this as we go, but the type three is a feeling-oriented type. Um, and... That's very interesting because a lot of times they don't maybe on the surface look like they're feeling oriented because they're very efficient. Sometimes it appears like they don't have time for feelings. Um, they are uh, they're go getters. They're efficient. They get the job done. They're very um, as all the types are. They're a very necessary force. Uh, and the problem always becomes you know when you overindulge in that force. But mm -hmm. this series is talking about the types as they are thriving and this is kind of an interesting one where Jerry Maguire is concerned because I kind of had a conflict within myself because traditionally when you're thinking about picking a type um, when we were thinking about picking a movie where the mm -hmm. type is thriving like what was the we did um, Magnolia yeah. and in that film you have Phil Parma and Jim Curran the police officer and the, and the nurse and their energy that they're bringing is very much like a healing people taking care mm -hmm. nurturing those who are in need yeah. and that's really showing them at their best what's difficult for a three is that a three's base is thriving that's what they do yeah. So the the surface, question then becomes level thriving. Yes, yeah. Mm -hmm. A three, a th that's what a three is good at. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's like what defines thriving. Which actually, Seth, that was something that you expand on that yeah. the redefining because you've talked about this before. Something I want to address as we do the enneagram, you know, walk through the enneagram and go through it and whatnot is um, the idea of redefining the qualities that you feel like are important to you, uh, and that goes for any number and all numbers. Um, and yeah, I mean, we'll dive into it with threes in a, in a minute here. But well, and like for an example, like for a two, you were like redefining yeah, so what helping looks yeah, like. Yeah, right? exactly. Like, so uh, is helping, is like, it's the idea of like, you know, if you give all of your money away and you're homeless, did you help? Like, yeah, can, can you help someone too much? And it's like, yeah. Right. Or, right, it's like the idea of having like, uh, giving a man a fish and keep on giving him fishes and then you die tomorrow and then he has well, no more fishes and did you teach him and so so my point is, is like you might you, you should um, uh, reevaluate like what you know those things are but you could do it with any of the numbers well that was my like, favorite thing yeah. that was Seth and I had this car mm -hmm. Seth approached me with that and that was probably my favorite thing about that you said about yeah. what you wanted to get from this is taking a look at what so in this case, and this is where Jerry Maguire will come in a perfect. lot, right? Yeah. Is redefining what success looks like for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Josh, uh, a couple things to just before we dive into Jerry Maguire. The first thing is, if you have something that to to chime in at any point, especially you should take it over right now because no one's a. No we're one's, all threes, though. So it's... no, we're not. We're not all we're threes. All we're not us. all threes. We're, 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 we're three threes here. They're gonna slowly narrow down what what the two of us are yeah. um, in each episode. But because just kidding, guys. Yeah. It's okay. We're twos. Sorry. Right. <laughs> no, we're not twos. We're not twos. We're not threes. But uh, because you're an expert in the type, and we are not, because we're yeah. not threes. Um, and it's funny. I think because like I think two years ago I would have been the least expert in the type. Really? Yeah. 
That's what happened. We'll put a pin in that. We're going to talk about that a little bit. Put a pin in that one. Well, what's funny, though, because you took Think this like 10 years ago. Though. So you coasted a long time off of not doing anything. No, no, no. I knew exactly what a three was supposed to be, but I didn't know what I would. Like, if you were going to ask me, because you always, I mean, we've had talks in the past, but it's like correlating what it says in the book to like what I actually do. I mean, Contextualizing it by you. you yeah, mean? yeah. It's, 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 like, it's, it's like you were not a three, a three is you or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. So you read the, th- the the book and it's like the base stuff. You're like yeah, 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 totally, yeah. And then it's like. <laughs> but how does that look in your individual? Yeah, your specific in a specific when you uh, capacity. Connect, connect to the roots. Well, so yeah. So it, let me know whatever and and also and I'm gonna try to rein it in a little bit because mm-hmm. I can feel my energy and it's kind of cool because I think I'm going to like a three spot myself. Yeah, well, because you I'm, are like, losing we, clothes as the podcast goes. Yeah, that was on. nice of you to throw that in. Yeah, in just here. picture it. Yeah, we we we're, we're it's hot back here. It's very we record hot. with no AC. It's um, hot in this entire planet. It's hot in the entire yeah. <laughs> That's another podcast. So. Yeah, it's a hoax. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, here's the thing. All right, <laughs> wrapping it in. I think I'm trying to be efficient right now because you want to go to trivia. And what's funny is Josh said outside before he's like, I just really want to go to trivia. He said, Why do you need to go to trivia so bad? He's like, Because I like answering questions. So yeah. I don't know if that's the three thing in there. Oh, it is. It's definitely. I mean. It's A, the challenge of it. Yeah. B, I like spend time in my actual day looking up things that I think might be a question at some point. Yeah. So you take that best card. And then they will in like two years and I'll be like, oh, <laughs> I looked at And then last week I failed miserably. Last night, last week was awful because we went with you last week. I'm cooked in failure. Yeah. What did you think? There was something that was... I just, it was like three questions where I was like, oh, it's either this or this, and And then I guessed the wrong one three (laughs) times in a row, and I was like, that's not even statistically possible. (laughs) No, it's really bad. I'm coming back. I did some studying. So here's where, so my point being is because I'm trying to get through this, I think I'm, I I don't want to be, and I'm going to try to slow down here. I want to, because part of the issue with three is part of the, 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 the challenge can be cutting corners, um, and becoming dishonest in your efficiency yeah. while you're going and going and going you start kind of cut, shaving off like the corners so that you can make the thing work and I don't want to do that so I'm going to try wrapping in Jerry Maguire do you remember the first time you saw it? the first time I saw it was with you do I remember? no Got I it. remember it being on the TV I remember you saying specifically that I needed to watch it mm-hmm. I remember that we both have had an affinity borderline obsession with Tom Cruise <laughs> yeah I love him for our lives I watched and a video today, right, five minutes ago, before with about Collateral, and mm-hmm. it was excellent. Yeah, but we'll I talk. only caught the tail end of that, but it seemed very it's interesting. It's really good. More on that later. So you uh, were saying Tom Cruise? Well, we're not. We're not going to get back to that. But um, so Tom Cruise was always a big fan of mine, and so it's and Tom Cruise often we've talked about this plays um, a three sometimes, mm-hmm. or like just at least plays character. You were a big fan of Tom Cruise's. I'm sorry. Yeah, I w- what you said the other way around, but go ahead. What did I say? Tom Cruise is always a big fan of mine. That's the three mentality. That's yeah, okay. well, I mean, a Freudian he probably slip. would be. <laughs> so go ahead. So you were okay. So, so he always like so that was the idea was that a lot of his movies have helped me like um, a few good men. Yes, and uh, one of my like like first favorite films like Rain Man actually helped good. me later in life. Not the first few times I saw it, but just because it was like kind of uh, the ability to be empathetic with somebody. Mm-hmm. Right, was, comes yeah. not naturally to me, and. Um, so then Jerry Maguire was something that you told me I should watch. Right. And I very much enjoyed it. But I think when... This is the first time I've I've watched it since my awakening. <laughs> and so it actually meant a lot to me this time. Like, a lot. I saw, like, very like little stuff that I was like, oh, man, that's really important. Right. Um, plus, the kid's adorable. Yeah, he... I was like, man, do I want a son? Yeah, Paige and I... <laughs> do I want a son My right fiancé and I, we watched it again a couple nights ago and I watched it I think I showed it her her a couple a few years back and she watched it again and she was just I mean the when 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 he's drunk and Ray gets up and he's like I gotta I gotta go to bed my mom's coming I, I gotta go to bed oh yeah Paige is just like in stitches she's just like in love with that's this my favorite line of any movie though it's I gotta go to bed no no before that I'll he's, take like, he's like Ray <laughs> the, zoo. the fucking zoo's closed yeah <laughs> he's like oh. he's like yeah, he's like, I know I gotta take you to the zoo. I gotta take you. It's like I won't tell anybody. Like that kid's so cute. He's, yeah, and, like, I know. Stuart Little, real. And when he's talking to Rod before that on the phone, he's like, "Okay, it was nice talking. I'll talk to you later." Like, yeah. up on him, dude. I was like, so "Man, good. I want 
<laughs> Am I gonna have to hijack the pooty from a single mother? <laughs> no, 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 no. So, Cut that do you remember out. the Cut first time? Out. Do you remember the first time you saw it, Seth? Um, no, it was it was just forever ago. I mean, yeah, yeah. it would have been on TV for me. Yeah, it would have been on TV for me. Yeah, because I recorded it. Actually, this last time watching with Paige, I still remember where the commercial breaks are. Yeah, like. You know, I, I think we're fighting. You think we're fighting. I think we're finally talking. That's a commercial break. When when Bonnie Hunt can hear Laurel, I think her name is, when she can hear Dorothy and Tom Cruise laughing in the other room because they're getting together and they've got jazz music playing, uh, that's a commercial break. <laughs> I remember all these things. First of I all, pause. It. Laurel is a, a champ. champ. She's yeah, a champ. She's a champ. So here's the thing is because she's she's sister. Bonnie Hunt, oh, yeah, Dorothy's yeah, sister, yeah, who's yeah, like, yeah. don't... And she's yeah. like, he better not be good looking. And, and then she he opens the door and she's like, like, you're exactly how I pictured you. <laughs> I was like, hey. Yeah. Uh, but the... This was when... And this probably started my, like, a lot of my, like, my my uh, affinity for, for Tom Cruise. I probably watched it around 13 or 14 years old. Okay? It came out when I was been nine. And that I think that that's when it was on TV. And at this point, I had VHSs, and I would record movies on TV because, again, and I've mentioned this before, I Which tried to get my hands. Adorable. I tried to get my hands on any movies that I could, and so I would record it, and I would even. And what's funny is actually they would air the movie like twice, like once, like earlier in the night, and again later. And I would watch it the first time, and then be like, "Oh, there's some bad stuff in this." And I tried to edit it out. I oh, tried to edit. That's it even out. more adorable. I tried to edit it out. You were like, <laughs> like, like little focus on the family. Yeah, because it was on like Fox or something. You know what I mean? But it was still like. Anyways, whatever the case, um, that was my first time watching this. Again, it's one of my favorite movies. It's the movie that made me want to be an actor for like a stint in high school. Mm-hmm. Was actually the scene, you know, the the locker room scene. Help me, help, like, help me, help you. Yeah. I was like, I, yeah. I remember I, I performed that monologue before, um, and still do it by heart. And so, before we start going into the three thriving, I want to talk about about that. But I think it's good to to start off with. A little bit of, of in more inf- a little more information on the type. So again, this is the heart triad. And if you remember, in each of these heart, gut, uh, head, there's a type that is more externally focused, more internally focused, and one that's more conflicted. And this one's really interesting because there's kind of a, a connection that all the types have with one sort of emotion or thought process. And um, one of the types that I teach, one of, one of the aspects that I teach is, is this idea that all of the heart types have kind of a conflicted relationship with their self-worth, worth mm-hmm. and identity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what's interesting is, so if we take the two, which is more like their, their emotions go outwards, there a lot of their, wor- their self-worth and their identity is based on what they can do for other people. For the four, they're more internalized, and they their energy goes inside, and their worth and their identity is is it comes from being authentic, and it comes from being true, and it comes from having this like real connection to the universe or whatever. Um, there are there that artistic side of themselves. For the three, it's very conflicted, and this is probably where. Well, this is what's really hard for me is that threes. I I've had a hard time with threes a lot in my life growing up, and more and more. I think they're the type that my heart goes out to the most. My heart breaks for the most. Because they are... I don't know. Talk a little bit about that that worth aspect. Honestly, I want to I soothe your heartbreak for my type. Okay. For a moment. Because the times when, like, I'm in touch with all those feelings and they all, like, feel authentic and I know... There's times when I know, like, stints where I'm like, I know all this is authentic. Right. Wonderful. Love it. Yes. It comes to a hard point when... But how do you find it, is the question. It's like, I don't have a good answer for that. How, how what I... Because the actually, only way I can explain it to what I, what's helped me is that being absolutely conscious of everything that I feel and what I do based on those feelings and why I do the things that I do based on those feelings or why I'm having the feelings. Because like I've said to you before... Even if I do something right, sometimes I don't always know if I'm doing it for the right reasons or if I'm doing it because, like, oh, now they'll like me or they'll love me, so I did this right thing. Excuse me. And that gained a little bit of self-worth because now somebody else is giving me a little bit of self-worth. So it's really hard to, to determine those feelings sometimes. But when the feelings do come from a place of my own self-worth and when they... 
when I like push all the feelings aside, but they're, they're still there, but they're, they're building it. But when I see the whole picture, rather not push them aside, but see the whole picture, I see the foundation of like value within myself and right. then I don't require it from other people. Right. Because a lot of times what I was doing or what I still do now sometimes is like get little breadcrumbs of value based off like shallow interactions with people where right. I made someone laugh or a pretty girl smiled at me and then I'm like, oh, I must be handsome. And it's like <laughs> that little bit of value doesn't add up to anything though because it's meaningless. Right. There's no true connection. And that's what it says to Jerry Maguire when he says I'm really good at, or they say he's really good at friendship but he's terrible at intimacy. Yeah. It's the idea of like, Friendships don't require intimacy to have the word friendship tied to them. Right. They should. But I can be like, oh, hey, this is my friend John. We work right. together. John, and if you're, you're listening able, to this. And, and you're able to have a good time with that person. Yeah, you can have a fun time. You can get a beer. You can, you know, talk, laugh. But the connection doesn't need to be there for that friendship to thrive even. Well, that's always something that's kind of confused me with threes most of all is like the idea that like, everything and this is my perception of them so you feel like that's not right but i'm like it's like everything you do is like to be to like get attention yeah but like you don't want like the deepest form of attention yeah okay i was gonna like we can leave this to whenever but the breakdown of that is that which i love that you just that the the thing that i want more than anything is Mm -hmm. to be loved for who i am as a whole Without okay. all the fakeness, without anything, just to be loved for who I am as a whole. The thing I fear the most is to be rejected for who I am as a like to be a okay. failure and to be rejected for all that. So sometimes it's better for a three to avoid the re- rejection yeah. than it is for the three to risk getting the actual like pure love. Okay. So and you avoid the rejection, and you avoid the rejection by, by becoming showing, what by becoming what somebody else yeah, wants you to be. By not being actually yourself, which is the just, danger. Just, just changing depending on the situation, being what the people around you want you to be, so that they're having a good time, or they think you're cool, or they think you're handsome, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you get that little bit of value, which is like a glimpse of what it should be if they actually loved you for who you are, right. and that's like enough to sustain. And you if on you such were a, actually what they wanted you to be. Yeah. You know, like, it goes both ways, right? Like, like, like... Oh, not everyone's going to always love you for who you are, but that's why that shouldn't be where your value comes from, but it should still, like, the thing that I desire most is... But it's people like... I mean, it doesn't have to be a romantic thing. It's like, people like you love me for who I am, and, like, you know what I'm saying? So, um... But even if you didn't as a person... Yes. I would still have that for me, that, like, I can have love for who I At am. At this point. E- yeah. But it's yeah. not always been like that. Yeah, no. Well, so here's not. the thing is that, like, and that's where it gets tricky. Because I think a lot of the types are trying to get love, right? Like, I think yeah. that that's kind of, like, how we're negotiating with the world, right? It's like, I can get love or uh, I'm good and I'm okay if this is one of the things that, you know, I really like. Um, there's a book that, that puts it that way is this ego message that each type has mm-hmm. of I am good or okay if so a two is good or okay if they are useful to other people a eight is good or okay if they're strong and resilient and, and not like don't can't be hurt mm-hmm. a four is good or okay if they're unique and individualistic and yeah. for a three yeah. that's what gets tricky is again and this is what's interesting about all of the so three six and nine are all connected and they're the center of those uh, their, their specific um, cores, the the emotional core, the the you know thinking core, and the reactionary core, but they're all kind of conflicted with it. In one sense, they're the most, um, they're the mo- they're, they're 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 right smack in the middle. So for a three, it's right smack in the middle of the feeling center, mm-hmm. right? But there's a conflicted relationship with how they're getting love, and maybe you're wanting to try to get it so much that that's what you're willing to do is be what you need me to be. And this yeah, is where threes can get a bad rap. But you never, out. like Seth's saying, you never get it right. that way. Right. Yeah. But, but you never you, get it that way, and, and what, something else I want to make, be clear about, and I'm not knocking threes in this way. But that's where you're saying redefine it, right? Well, no, no. what I am what I was saying before, after that, but the last thing I said, which is like the, the idea that like what's hard is that which is fair, but when you're being what someone else wants you to be, you're not, you're not authentically being what someone else wants you to be. So it's hard because now you're not being true to yourself, and you're not actually 
being what someone wants you to be. You, yeah, you yeah, are yeah, on yeah. the surface. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like not really. But that's why there's no connection. And it's uh, yeah. So that's well, why that's, it's sad. That's part of the problem. <laughs> that's, right. why that's, no, like, that's why there's yeah. no intimacy. That's what I'm that's saying, right. and that's what part so of the problem. Like no but you can get past no that. That's what you I'm can. saying. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, this is what I'm right. saying. Right. That's what I hope so. Yeah. That's what one of the that's what one of the problems is though is that so each type is is kind of clustered. We talked about this around the seven deadly sins, and they add two more, and then there's a holy. Like, there's a holy idea or a virtue that is, like, connected to them. Um, and for the three, it's it's uh, deceit. Deceit is kind of the sin that they're they're talking about. And that, what's hard is it's really easy to think, okay, they're a liar. And in a bad spot, they can be. Yeah. But what's really sad is it's not just, it's a deceit to other people, but it's a deceit to themselves. It's kind yeah. of a lot, this lie going both ways. And uh, I want to talk about the, the, the virtue here in a second, um, but... We've talked a lot about how love ties into it and all of that. I, I want to know, um, because you've put this better than I think anybody else I have, as simple as you've put it, is, is, is anybody else I've heard. When someone says, so the three is the go-getter type, they're really, you know, you think of like the businessman on the phone talking to like nine people at the same time, mm-hmm. walk crossing the street buying a bagel, and, and you know, on where 260 that phone calls a day. Right. Yeah. And that guy, that guy, how is that type of feeling type? How are you a feeling type? Because um, you said this like once I said, in the panel. I said, I, said, I said on the panel, I remember I said everything I do is based off feelings. Because right. that was that was that nice lady that asked me that question. Yes. Um, and it's true that everything I do is based off feelings. Now the problem with the go-getting attitude is that the feelings inside of me are like we go back to like be loved for who you are mm-hmm. right the surface level of me is you can change who you are mm-hmm. whenever you want and then they'll love you yeah so yeah. the idea of like him getting that success that and was, that's the ego that message is yelling yeah, at you. yeah. It's, it's always it's, so that's how you deceive yourself as a three is you're like oh i can totally do this i yes. can just trick everybody it'll be totally fine well it's like a, it's like keys that unlock all the doors it's hard not yeah. to use them it's hard know? not to be like sure yeah, yeah. totally and, and that the doors, goes for every number as well yeah sure. exactly yeah. but then the doors never lead to anything well, so you're just like and, and that, you're like maybe the next one and, and that goes you know? in, if you always do what you've always done you always get what you've always got right yeah but it's a constant so that's how to relate back to how you said like what helps me is helping me keeps what helps me is to keep conscience I, a conscious idea that I am capable. Of well, doing and it that. seems like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but threes like fall into maybe like a um, a rut of instant gratification. Yeah, usually. and then when you're not getting it, ooh, devastating. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's rough to get out of that sometimes without using little ladder rungs that are like. Yeah. Oh, I, I got a little bit of this and a yeah. little bit of this and a little bit by deceiving people, but then yeah. that never leads you anywhere because, like mm-hmm. I said, they. The idea of a true well, even deceiving yourself. Exactly. Uh, yeah, 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 right. Yeah, it's like you just the only way to actually get out mm-hmm. of it is to just be yourself and yeah. just like whatever happens, happens, and that's it. Yeah. So part of the idea be, and be good. Like I mean, don't yeah. just be right. yourself. Be like, oh, this is who I am. Yeah. Like well, me at my worst or what? It's like be be a good person. Like strive to be a good person, be better, and then like, but like, don't make that your goal so that people will love you. Just be that, and then yeah. right. people will love you. So part of the idea behind the treat, the, the teaching of the enneagram, is the idea that we're all kind of in our type, sleepwalking through life. Right? You're going based off of your like natural, like we, like I said, you always do what you've always done. You always get what you've always got. But we're always doing what we've always done because that's what we're used to. That's how our brains work. Yeah. Okay. Um, and this is and, and this is where I really want to genuinely tie in to start talking about Jerry Maguire more specifically. Because when and when we talk about thriving, I think that what's cool about this is that Jerry Jerry is thriving. Jerry's moment of recognition and understanding himself and really seeing things for where they are and, and understanding, wow, I've been like sleepwalking through life comes like all of like three minutes into the movie. Yeah. Right? Which is when this kid, the sports player, is in the hospital, and the kid's like, "Hey, is he gonna keep playing?" And the kid's like, "I don't want him to keep playing; he keeps getting hurt." And Jerry's like, "Yeah, dude, your dad's gonna be fine. He's yeah, amazing." Yeah, he doesn't even he doesn't even hear him say like, "I don't think he even heard the kid be like, can when is he gonna stop?" Yeah, because he the kid meant like he needs to stop. Yeah, and he's like, Jerry heard like, well, he's on his phone even at that point. Yeah, he's already thinking about the next. Yeah, movie. and Jerry heard like, oh, he's not gonna stop because he's playing. He's playing hockey. Your dad's the best. So blah blah. blah. And he does his. Baloney. 
and the kid's like screw off yeah and so the idea is is like and, and he you know Dirty he goes to sleep and he's like i couldn't I, he's like i couldn't sleep was that the drake and josh kid too i don't think so was it it definitely wasn't okay i have like no doubts that it wasn't <laughs> so <laughs> so 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 that kid i think that kid was in something fact else. check yeah. me yeah. fact check so me. go ahead but that but that starts him having this sort of like existential crisis right He's trying to find the sense of self. And what's, this is what I think is so cool about Jerry Maguire is that he knows because, okay, so we listen to a pot and this is the virtue, the virtue of the type three, the virtue of type three is, um, and the virtues for all the types are kind of like the op. It's like what they're, what they're chasing, whether they realize it or not. And mm-hmm. for the three, it's authenticity. So for like the one, it's serenity. Um, you know, I mean, there's all types of different, Dude, you know, it was. Was it really? I'm it's Jake and Josh. It, it's, uh, what's it? Drake Bell. It's Drake Bell? Drake Bell. Wow. Look, I got completely... I totally guessed that. I All right, that guys. Seems like, so... That's messed up, I'm the so. winner. I'm, I'm the winner. I'm the winner. It's very three of you. You did the yeah. best. This is three. You're the, the best three here. Yeah. So, where was I? You guys got me lost. Okay, oh, so... You no, no, it's okay. Authenticity. Yes. Authenticity. Okay. <laughs> but they, they have sort of this conflicted relationship yes! right, with it, right? Yeah. And so it's like for a nine is right action, okay, mm-hmm. knowing when to when to actually move. For an eight, it's innocence, like that's kind of the loss. Like there's things. Okay, so for the three, if we're talking about, if we're talking about authenticity, what is that? How is that important to you? Because it means that we've talked about this before. Actually, me and Trevor talked about this extensively because we listened to this one podcast where they were trying to do the best parts of each type. And they took the virtue, like the, the best thing for a three, and said, this is what threes really want. And that was the whole, what the whole episode yeah, was about, yeah. which I thought was really... A, I thought that was a poor episode, poor uh, display of the type three. Not time trying to knock the type three, but you can't take a type one and say, they're so serene. That's not... That's that's like at their absolute best they can get there. That's not their MO, okay? Yeah. So, authenticity piece. Talk to that a little bit before... While we're talking about this so you want, part of the do you film. want me to say what my mo is like where I am sure, at both. a base level? Um, I guess my mo and what does integrity lo- or sorry, what does um, um, uh, authenticity look like to you? If we want to go to that, I think I think authenticity for me very important. Yes. but I think I've already said in this podcast that I think the and this might be the girl of all all numbers. I don't know, but this is the girl of me, so this is why I'm saying it. Yeah, but the goal of me is to to be loved for who I am. The vehicle for me as a person to get there is authenticity, because I can't be loved for who I am if I don't show anybody what that is, and or mm-hmm. if I just like am lying about it, or if I just don't actually have a who I am because I've been lying for so long that it got yeah. lost somewhere along the way. So authenticity very important, but it's not the end goal. I think it's the the vehicle to how I get to my end goal, which is counting this ability to be loved for myself and this ability to love everyone around me for themselves. Well, I do. And that's yeah. like my currency now and, my, and like, I do think, how I measure success. And I do think that that's the thing. I do think that that's the ask. I think, do think it's that way for each type, not necessarily specifically with authenticity, but with whatever it is, that missing piece that they have a conflicted relationship with in order to connect to that, it allows them to get to that sort of like, yeah, this is absolutely. who I am. This is what I was created to be. But that's Instead exactly, of the lies I've been That's what everyone myself. should be doing, though. That's sure, like the base absolutely. of humanity. So, but that the vehicles to get there for are different for each number. Right. That's what I think that's mm-hmm. the, the end okay. of it. Okay, so that's a great way to put it. So in this moment, Jerry, he says, break down, break through. He's like, I was writing, I was remembering what my old mentor used to say to me. And his whole thing is less clients, more personal attention, right? Because I think for a moment he realized that he was not compassionate to somebody else. Right. And he realized that and he was he, not passionate. That he just completely blanked out for like a day or two days or a month or a year and like didn't think how long has it been that i've been going on autopilot how how long did i just like walk past people that had four concussions and was like whatever that guy would be okay like yeah you know he he had a realization where he was like i've been sleepwalking like you said and haven't been compassionate to these people and he woke up and he was like we need compassion in our lives and in this business of a sports agency Mm -hmm. Right. And so he, yeah, you know, like you said, he spends all night writing his memo. And he taps into oh, that authenticity piece. To the, uh, <laughs> when he goes to like the printout thing. Right. And the guy behind the register, he's like, "What does he say?" He's like, "This is how it starts, man." Yeah, he's like, "This is like, he's like, this is greatness or something like this." Yeah, is. this like, is thank how you. you get to greatness. He's like, "Thank you." <laughs> well, and what's great is so he has this moment where he connects <laughs> to that authenticity and that like knowing, knowing truth. He's not confused about it. He knows. Yeah, he knows he, for a fact. And what's beautiful, and here's the type three. He does something about it. 
Yeah, he writes all night. He yeah. puts it out. He's like, this is what it is, guy. And then it takes all of the next morning before he goes, oh my gosh. Yeah. What did I do? And he's trying to see, did they, and because he keeps calling, what, they say, I read your memo. This little running mm-hmm. joke, right? He's like, not a memo, it's a mission statement. Mm-hmm. But everybody read his mission statement and he's like, I'm screwed. He goes in, everybody starts clapping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then the guy's like, you know, he's like, he's like, how many long you have? He's like, two weeks. And yeah. they're right. Because they don't care. There's another. This is this movie was written by and directed, I think, actually too, by Cameron Crowe. And there's another film that he wrote, Elizabethtown, that gets a really bad rap, but I actually kind of like, like a lot actually. But there's a scene in it where he says, and it's a similar thing. He makes this shoe, and nobody likes the shoe. Uh, Orlando Bloom's character, and he says he's he has kind of a, a dialogue, and he says, uh, and like an internal dialogue, and he's like, and that, and it's in that moment that I just that I discovered that success. Not greatness was the one God the whole world served. Yeah, and it's that whole situation. Well, it's even it even and this might be skipping up, skipping too far ahead, but you even notice that like all the people in that room were clapping. I think genuinely, but because they wanted that to be that authentic. But when it they came, they like could, when yeah, push we, came to shove, Bob Sugar said he's like somebody finally said it. He's such yeah, a douche. Such a douche. But when push came to shove, and he was like, "Who's coming with me?" That was the moment where they could have like followed mm-hmm. that mission statement for themselves right. and they didn't right. and i think that's how easy it is to like be like oh look at these people doing doing good jobs well and greatness and success is a great way to put it because it's like do i follow the truth i encountered in that moment that real authentic truth or do i just kind of continue with this previous success and a claim that i've had and keep it status quo yeah exactly and most people choose not to and this is again where i choose this for the thriving three because jerry while this sends him in a downward spiral, his downward spiral is all still predicated. Like, throughout the whole time, he's... Even when he meets... Okay, so you take his fiance, right? And she's like, you're not a loser. And he's like, I didn't say I was a loser. And she's like, no, I know. I didn't mean to say that. Who said I was a loser? Yeah. And this goes to this whole thing where she... And she finally tells him, you know, you are a loser. And he's he's like, what I want is truth. And that's what's interesting. Even, yeah. like, he hugs... Uh, going back to, you know, when he shows up at Dorothy's house. You know, she's like... She's like, well, she's. I think she says when she says, "You're exactly what I picture to be." He's like, "Honesty, I appreciate that." He like yeah, hugs her, yeah, because he's searching for that. That's what he wants, and that's what you were going back mm-hmm. to. Is like when he was authentic, mm-hmm. the person that he was with didn't love him. Yeah, you know what I'm saying she didn't appreciate that. So that was like a thing of like, not everyone's gonna. You're not gonna become authentic, and then all of a sudden, like that's the, uh, another part of the deceit is like if you become authentic, then everyone's gonna like you. Right. It's like no, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> But, like, you'll be authentic. Yeah. Or you'll be, you know. Yeah. And so, but I, I uh, so, yeah, but, I, and then even in that moment when he's trying to call all, all his clients, he's still trying to hold on to the dregs of, like, his false success that he had. Mm-hmm. Or not, his real so- sociological success, but not his real individual, like, personal moral success. And he's still trying to call everybody, he's still, like, BSing and, like, yeah. trying to get him to, to hang with him. And then he finally gets on with Rod. Mm-hmm. Rod, Rod like my, wastes Rod all his time. Man. And then Rod wastes all his time. And you see all the, the the phone numbers flicking off. Yeah. And going to Douche City or whatever that guy's name is. Yeah. Bob Sugar. Bob Sugar. Yeah, and I'm not going to Jay Moore. And I'm not going to... I don't want to spend too much time... I, 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 I want to get to the romance aspect, okay? Because it's a romantic movie, right? Bro- this movie. Did you say bromance? Well, there you go. That's what okay. I'm saying. Because the movie is largely marketed as a romantic film. Yeah. And it is, yeah, right? Yeah, like, it's like, it's funny. My was, second time around, I really liked her, though. Her? I, yeah, I like her I a lot. We'll get to her. her. Okay. But you talked about, so, this film actually sold the most non-Disney, uh, this this is the highest selling VHS, VHS yeah. which is wild, Crazy. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, but a lot of it's, people love this as romance, and Tom Cruise is dynamic, and who doesn't love him, especially yeah. this time, 90s. But Cuban. it's like... And then Cuba, Cuba, which is like Cuba. one of one of my like probably top three Academy Award winner speeches, um, and you take all of that, and that's great. Like the, a lot of that comes from the the acclaim that this has is like a romantic movie, but Cuba, right? But Cuba. But talking about Rod, I want you to talk. Cause Seth, Seth, Seth called me. We rewatched this the other night. Mm-hmm. Well, the other night before your Jeez. child was born. Yeah. Um, the, the, the night before we recorded this the first time and yeah. Seth called me like at like 
two o'clock in the morning the night before and i was like dude you need to like save this for the podcast but so do you want to take some of that i don't remember so yeah so it was a lot about rod it was a lot about rod yeah, and no, their just, relationship. I just love their real their bromance. You know, Dude. I I I think that uh, that's where like the meat of the movie is for me. I agree. You know, yeah, um, the way it builds over the course of the movie. Well, they force each other to be authentic. Yes, is something. I mean, talking about oh, speaking yeah. on authenticity, and it goes both ways. Um, when so, actually, I'm just mm-hmm. thinking about this now because I think it's probably good, safe to say that Rod's a type. I think he's a type eight with a seven wing. Actually, yeah, probably safe. Probably safe. Yeah. But I think that Rod, so he's very intense. And what's yeah. interesting is Rod keeps it real, right? Yeah. Rod tells the truth and maybe too much yeah. because that's when Jerry, that whole thing where he's like, you have a chip on your shoulder. Yeah. And that is why you want to be real, dude. Mm-hmm. He's like, nobody wants to take you because yeah. you're awful. Yeah. But he also doesn't like hearing the truth. Mm-hmm. No, he doesn't like hearing the truth. I won't be your friend anymore. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he doesn't like hearing, but, but I mean, who does when it's that harsh? Yeah. Nobody. But he tells them that. That's what I'm saying. What's what's really cool is he's like, you're being too. You need to. What I'm saying is that I think that some of that threeness Rod could take advice from. Yeah. It's definitely some of that eightness yeah. Jerry could. Yeah, I love. Yeah, I love the scene when they're in the plane. That's like one of my favorite scenes in any movie ever. When he's like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's mine too. Yeah. It's mine too. I was talking about Josh about that right before you got god. here, Seth. I was talking about he's like, he's like. And if I gotta ride your ass like Zorro, you're gonna show me show the me money. The money. Yeah. You're gonna show me the money. You're show me the money. Oh, <laughs> like he's like, hey, no, <laughs> he's like shaking his. You know, you know. I love it. But Rod says something that I think is. Um, I don't even think it was that. Like it wasn't probably a big standout line to anyone that watches it. But I, I feel like it was perfect for the movie to sum up the movie, and I feel like it's perfect for the podcast of the three because it's like obviously when we're doing these. You already kind of addressed this, Sean, but we're especially doing the uh, thriving or like positive aspects of these numbers. It's a little bit tricky because it's like some of these. This one, for instance, is one where you have a guy who kind of like falls into failure. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like, how is the three thriving in that situation? But, um, so it's kind of tricky trying to gauge what is thriving. But right. I think what what ultimately makes a three thrive is uh when they're they have a conversation him and rod and he's like uh he says uh it's the pooty part you know, yeah stealing the pooty yeah he's like did you shoplift the shoplift yeah. sorry from a single mother did you shop a single say, pooty yeah that's what he says he, he says pooty. Pooty. Okay. yeah Oops. yeah he says but, he said he says he says a real man would not shoplift the pooty from a single mother yeah he's like i did not and he's like, looks well, anyway. he says something in that uh, in that scene where he says, um, uh, he's like, a single mother is a sacred thing. Yes. And I love that line because yeah. I'm like, in general, what's cool and what I think, I, I think this applies to all the numbers. Yeah. But specifically with threes is it's like, if you're a three and you're having a hard time in life, it's like, I think if you can define what's sacred in your life, right. that that will be like an indicator. The arrow of... Right. You know, the tip of the arrow for right. you. Sure. You know what it's I mean? Really because important. now now you have a value structure to base your life on to strive towards. Because the problem I think threes get into is that their sh- greatest strength is their greatest weakness. You know, yeah. and a which lot is the case for a lot of the types. Which, which is the case for a lot of types. But, you know, specifically with threes, it's something where what's hard is you definitely can get lost in that obviously so it's like if you can define what's sacred and what's cool is that the, jerry Maguire is a movie about a guy who now sheds the the uh bullshit and the weight that ma- that makes him a bad person yeah uh, and is able to now utilize his strength of being a three mm-hmm. and his strength of being a good person well i love that you and, actually use that term because he says that he's like i've lost the ability to don't remember bullshit Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he's lost. The, he's like I've lost the ability. He's, yeah. he's like I can't. He, when he's yeah. when he that's he says when he's writing the letter. Yeah. He's like I can't do it. Yeah. It's gone. It gets harder to bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I gotta stop saying. I'm sorry. To bull ass. The, no, no, the, no, say the, bullshit. The, to bullshit. Whatever, dude. It's about the authenticity. More, the this more episode. the more you focus on being authentic, the more you choose a dis- make it, each decision you make to be authentic and to not bullshit makes it harder to bullshit. Right. But the same. 
goes the opposite direction. Each time you bullshit, it gets easier to do it the next time. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. You didn't have to say it eighteen times. But go ahead. Bullshit. <laughs> and and so like it's hard. That's a very or a lie. Right. It's a key it's thing. A yeah. A lie. Yeah. yeah. Or they yes, did it. They did actually all light lie. They mm. did it in my Just Christian like in. chapel when I was in sixth grade. And I should be have been lie. listening, but I wasn't. But they had a little bell, and they were like, "This is your conscience." Yeah. And then they put like clay on it, and they were like, "That's one time you didn't listen." And they like hit it again, and then they eventually the bell had clay all over and didn't make any sound anymore. Wow, right. And it's like super true Steve. though. Yeah. Like growing up, I was in sixth grade. I was like, "That's a bell, it's funny." But like, <laughs> the older you get, man, it's true. If you don't yeah. make the, the more you make the wrong decision, and the more you you, well, not, you yeah you choose to not be authentic. And I like three, that. It gets easier, and then you're on yeah. autopilot yeah. all of a sudden, and you're just making bad decisions because it doesn't. It, what it doesn't yeah. matter. Well, I like that about what you. I mean, even the consciousness, because I'm like, I think that that what that's what he has. He comes to is the fact that he finds his, you know, conscience. And, yeah, and that you know, that's where we've talked about with the tests before. But that one of the cards is role model. Mm-hmm. You know what I right. mean? Right. For a three. And what's sad is I. I mean, at least in my life, I've I've known I've known pretty much only like unhealthy threes well you yeah. know what i mean other Next. than you no other than you who you know you at, at yeah, i've seen you time. at your best and your I've worst seen, you know what i mean and, and with that being said you're who i judge um you, you're really what i judge the number off of and i'm like I, you know i don't think that there's you know i, I definitely think you're a role model you know thank you for anyone you know right well um and not to come not to not to rain on that parade yeah. but for better for worse that's the thing right. you have appeal and i yeah. truly believe at this point you are a positive role model yeah but that's that's the whole with great power comes great responsibility thing because yeah. that's like your superpower yeah. is to be able to for people to look up to you and be like wow that guy's a creep guy mm-hmm. they will then emulate what you're doing mm-hmm. you know yeah, I mean? or, yeah to be honest with you it's really funny because I'll, I'll, we've talked about it before i went back in the, i used to say and i don't believe this truly because i don't think you choose your type i think that it's you're born with it i do but I said, I, I, I've told you before, Josh, like, I think before, I think there's a point in my life where I could have been a three or the type that I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a three. I, a three. I could have been a three or a t- the type that I was a two. Yeah. No. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and the reason was, and, and, and as I'm older, I don't think that, that was true, but I think that what that came from is because I really idolized, like, I was like, people like Tony Stark, yeah. you know this, Seth. Yeah. People like Tom Cruise. I was like, are you kidding me? That guy, the guy who's like... <laughs> Smooth yeah. by Smooth by uh, Santana mm-hmm. featuring Rob Thomas. Yeah. That was my whole... I literally had like a CD that said Slick on it. And I was like, these are my cool <laughs> songs. I was a loser, yeah. dude. I was but a you gotta loser. Get, you got to be careful as a three to not get wrapped up in that appeal. And but that's that what I'm saying, what though. Like but, for. Yeah, absolutely. And my point is... And, and that wasn't what I lived for. That was never really like... It was no, just I'm like, just I was saying like, these people four threes that are those. But what I'm saying is that's that's the later. point. What that's the point. What? Marty McFly. What is he? Is he a three? He think he might be a three, dude. Okay. I think he might yeah. be. All right, we're doing Back to the Future now, future, so let's start guys. over. So hold on. <laughs> back to the Future now, guys. All right, we've got like 25 But I think, I think that's even a good, because I'm like, yeah, like growing up, dude, he, you tell me a better role model. Tom, yeah, than who? Than Marty McFly. Marty McFly. Marty McFly. You tell me you built a time machine? Yeah. I want to touch on one point with yeah. Jerry Maguire. Um... I want to touch on the point. Wait, wait, hold on. Are we done with the Rod thing? I want to finish that really quick. Oh, we're not. We're going to so, always come back to Rod, but do you want to... Yeah. What I was just going to say, I, was like, I just love their accountability. I think that that's what is so huge. I was going to say from the very second when that when Drake Bell calls out... Drake, Drake Bell, Bell apparently oh, yeah. calls out Tom Cruise and he says or the Jerry, naughty word. And he says the naughty word. I think... I mean, that was accountability and that was the, the spark of him being like, oh my gosh. What he would have stayed on autopilot if someone hadn't like pushed him out of the, the, the yeah. cockpit where he was asleep the analogy died but just go with it (laughs) and like it's very important it's a very important for everybody i think but especially for me to have accountability from from friends and family and like i said sometimes you don't even listen it's funny i was thinking this also when uh jerry's talking to rod and they get in that little fight right before rod goes on the bus yes and he tells him you know i'm all hard what he's doing wrong he's like play out there with your heart yeah you know yeah keep all that keep all the excuses out of the game yeah. yeah and rod's like i'm done being your friend man he gets on the bus yeah, yeah. rod thought about that later yeah. you know what i'm saying that yeah. made that made a difference even if that gets you in like a confrontation or if it gets you or if you don't listen to something that somebody's telling you when they're telling it to you eventually like coming from a place of love from a friend something you say to somebody when they're like out of line is gonna it's gonna mm-hmm. help so accountability is really important for me as a three or as a person and uh, that happened with that's who he became for Rod, and then Rod became for him, and yeah. even I think Dorothy became for him, in a lot of ways. 
But I, what I was going to say, what's hard is we talked about the difficulty for threes to um, be intimate, but it's not difficult for us to commit to something because mm-hmm. we're very goal-oriented and striving and determined. So he committed to Dorothy and to her son because I think he thought that he had to, you know, or that he like yeah. got in a little too far and was like, now I have to commit. You got, and what's her name? Well, what's I the think- sister's name? I just I said it like nine times. Laurel. Laurel. Yeah, she says it when she's talking to Dorothy right after her and Tom Cruise play wrestling in the bedroom. Yeah, and she says uh, a man at his bottom is not the same man or something like that. Right along those lines. Yeah, and it's funny because I think he was at his bottom and he kind of used Dorothy in a way to like get himself better, and then he felt like he had to commit to it because she had a son and she was really nice, and he didn't actually make a connection but at the on end an emotional level right but at the end which is funny because all rod and jerry both got what they really wanted at the end rod made that amazing touchdown and when he finally had all the reporters talking to them him the whole time the whole movie he hadn't had any reporters talking to him he just wanted the fame he just wanted a little light mm-hmm. and he walks out and he's like where's jerry and they hug i yeah. know i can't do uh, that <laughs> I so cried. Yeah. I cried. No, and then I know. Jerry's it's like standing right there, and it's like it's beautiful. Yeah. When he got his success, when Rod got his success, he realized like that he wanted to share it yeah. with somebody that I he know. really yeah. cared about. And then Jerry realized that he wanted to share it with somebody, and that's when he finally made the connection to Dorothy and like went back to her. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's you got to stay very conscious. I do as a three to like not make commitments because I feel like I have to, or yeah. like because I because. I feel like I'm going to be a bad person if I don't. But to to actually work on garnering the connection with the people around me that's real. Yeah. Right. And then the, the stuff will follow. Like not making intimacy well, happen, and, just like yeah. living in it. Well, and so I think that, I think in, in talking about, so you talked a lot about Dorothy and I want to go there. And, and before I go there, I think it'd be good. So we talk about two things. I, I, we try to, there's at least two big things I like to do with each type is talk about the wings. Mm-hmm. So for a three, again, it's going to be either, either side of it. So it'll be with a two wing or a four wing. I think that threes with two wings have like an easier time kind of fitting into that, whatever you need, because they also, their, their, their secondary kind of MO is to go, what do you need? I'll be that. Yeah. So they've got kind of a double dose of it mm-hmm. for a four, a, a three with a four wing. I found them to be in the threes, the, the three and fours and three with the four wings in my life to be a little bit more success oriented, business minded kind of like they have like a, that, they, their struggle is more difficult between that. Like I want to be authentic, but wait, who am I? Yeah. Who am I? You know what I mean? Um, their contact, their, their, conne- their connection points or their resources type nine. And sometimes you'll see this typically, but it can go either way. I truly believe this. You'll see, you can see this happening for a three. Cause like it, when, Maybe they feel deflated and they feel like they've lost their burned out a lot. I go to my nine. Yeah, and they just want to sit and relax and be there. And that could be good. It also be really bad. Yeah, Um, you can't stay there too long. For a six, that's traditionally the positive connection. Mm -hmm. And I think that Dorothy, because I think Dorothy may be a six. Yeah, the loyalty for sure. Yes, and I think that what's cool about Dor and 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 so for that, uh, that's where a three becomes more committed. They become a little bit more grounded. Yeah, Um, their relationships become more authentic through that. And I think that for Dorothy, what's really cool is throughout the film, like throughout the film, you have this sort of like, because I think that what's, what's, what's scary is, and, and uh, it's important to say that like all of the things we're saying about threes or twos or nines or fours, they can be said about anybody. Okay. Because we all have a little bit of this in us. You could be, yeah. a, you can be an eight who like really relates with this and get something out of it. I hope you do. Cause I do. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, this is just kind of the threes. Like this is where they live. This is their house. Um, Welcome to my house. Yeah, yeah, and so I think that big, big yard. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. And I think you have to be careful because it's easy to counterfeit the things you need. Yes, absolutely. And I think that that, and so when you go to Dorothy, I really think that it's really cool because that's something he values, and because he even says at one point when Rod's questioning, he's like, "Why did you marry her, dude? What's what?" Because it doesn't feel yeah. real. He says like she was loyal. Yeah, she was committed. That's why because yeah. she was loyal. I think that that's where he's starting. He sees. He sees that positive quality, quality, and he wants to go towards. Well, yeah, her. loyal is like it branches off from authenticity. Exactly, yeah. and yeah. by nature, you know. And she was loyal to his authenticity, which yes. was nice because she yes. was like, she's like "Did you? If you would have like, read what I wrote, what he wrote, like, you would have left too." Yeah, yeah. She was like, "I love the man he wants to be. I love yeah. and I love the man he already is. It's beautiful. Yeah, or and he's almost is. He almost is. is. That's right. <laughs> yeah, and it's like this Give thing where." Credit. 
And I think it's this situation where for for her, and, and by the way, this is a kind of a sidebar too thing, because she's great. I love her, and I don't mean to not talk as much about her, because I'm like, even like, I talk about the part, like I actually really like when she's like, when Laurel's like, what are you doing? Laurel actually think might be a one. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what are you doing? This is irresponsible. And she's like, you don't understand. While most women are out there trying to get a man, trying to keep a man, I'm trying to raise a man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Jerry has this connection. This is something I want to happen to really quick with the kid. Yeah. And I think that's something you've had. Oh, yeah. Even with kids' books. You've talked about this before. Yeah. I still read kids' books. And do you think maybe that has... The kids' book thing, we've talked about this, I think... Do you think it has to do with the fact that it's like their basic lessons? Yeah, I think... I think there's truth to everything, them? Every time you read a kids' book, it's not trying to get... It doesn't get diluted or convoluted. It's very straightforward of this is what I'm trying to the author's trying to teach a child. Mm-hmm. So it has to be straightforward and direct. So I think that that's a great way. I think there's a lot of things we missed learning along the way. Mm-hmm. Like I just said, I didn't learn anything from that bell experiment in right. sixth grade. So maybe it's good to go back to it's that It's good bell to experiment. go back. It's good to experience it as a kid and be like, oh man, this means a lot. I should use this now. Right. Because that's what, that's what it is. That's what fiction is building up. And I just have an affinity for kids. I love them. I think they're hilarious. Yeah. I think they're like really honest, which is great for me. Yeah. Helps me. Yeah. It's just because like that little kid was so honest, so funny. I won't go to the zoo. Like my dad died. I was like... <laughs> and then my dad died. Well, that's the sad thing too, even in that yeah. moment, and Jerry's trying to share. Like he was yeah, he's he's like, like, hold on, I'm trying to talk about my feelings. <laughs> I want to talk about my dad yeah. for a second. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, there is a... So I... I you answer this to the level that you feel comfortable, okay? Sure. You said early on in the podcast that you said you this is all before your awakening, mm-hmm. and you talked about that. and And I want to puberty. I want to I want to land this ship, um, pretty soon. And so, can you walk us through that awakening? Because my my whole thing is is that I want to. What I would really like to end this on, and I'll, I'll this will be the remainder of the episode for me in terms of what I'm going to say is I want to really talk about the good that came for the type three, because what's, what's really tricky is that we intend to do like a, a positive and negative episode for each type. Right. And kind of what's hard is I feel like this one's been a little bit of both. Yeah. Well, the movie was a little bit of both. But, right, and I feel like this movie's a little bit of both, but I wanted to pick this movie because the truth is that I thought of a lot of movies, but this is the one that felt right. And it felt right because what is going on is inside of him all along. Yeah. This oh, yeah. is him it's thriving, but it means going through the dumps to try to figure out what's really going on. Yeah. And he still, by the way, takes his one guy, gets him the deal he wants to, marries a woman. He's still efficient in everything he's doing, but now yeah. it's like charged with a purpose. He's still efficient. He's still very encouraging. He's still a right. good role model for Ray. Like he's always, you know. Right. And I, so I could have picked a number Mostly of... positive and determined throughout it. You know, he, he picks himself back up. There's right. a lot of positivity to and it I, for I think, three. Yes. And I think that what's hard is that as much as I wanted, you know, I could have gone down the line and picked like, you know, I don't know, Danny Ocean mm-hmm. and been like, here's a three. But it's like also like he's stealing something. Right. And it's like, I think that what's cool about this movie is that he fails into success. Yeah. And I think that this shows that and it shows the resilience of that type. Yeah. And because we have every we have every reason to believe he did indeed help build that company. Yes. So he did that, went to the bottom, then went back up again. And now he's got people going, even yeah. Bob Sugar, the guy, he's, he's like, why, why don't we have that relationship? He tries to hug him. And it's yeah. like a fun moment. But the <laughs> so idea well. is like, all that to say, this idea is like inside him all along. It's kind of sleeping until that moment. What I like is that you see the challenge of that type in this film, but you see that challenge overcome. And... When you talk about three striving and authenticity, this is what we see. This that yearning for something true and good that's inside of him. And so he has this awakening. And I want to talk about your awakening to what degree you feel comfortable with it. Yeah, I mean, not to get too too far into it just for... Um, brevity's sake. Brevity and for the fact of not like becoming too much of a bummer. But um, Yeah, don't. Like, like, yeah, really we're t- not going to be too bummerish. But I think my awakening was on, on par with the little kid in the hallway telling him to screw off. You know, but it just happened on a much larger scale. Okay. But it did the same thing where it kind of woke me out of, I did something to hurt people I care about. And then I was faced with that, which is what he did with the little kid. Yeah. 
and it pushed me out of this autopilot I'd been living on where I hadn't been thinking about anything I was doing or anybody that was being affected by it or how they were being affected. And I was just kind of woke up from almost being asleep for like 10 years. Like it started, I was like, oh man. Yeah. I got to think about everything now. And I think that's kind of what happened with him and why he, he his brain started going crazy. And he said, I started with one page and got 25. So, right. So it be, it, it's a thing of like pushing yourself to be consciously aware of what's going on inside of you. Yes. That's the awakening. That was the awakening for me. And is there and any code in there that can you can help someone kind of shortcut that? Or do you think you have to get to that point? You can, oh, you can start that whenever you want. Just yeah. wake up. Like, right. Right. <laughs> just get out of bed one day and be like, today I'm going to think about everything I do. Right. I'm going to be conscious about about other people and their feelings and, and what they want, their goals and their desires. Just think about other people. I think right. that's the... Think about them as a vessel of their own and not as a instrument for you to find value. And that's what helped me. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I want to go to my point earlier is the idea I of... Wanted to, no, 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 but I want to talk about my dad. I want to talk about my dad. But it's the idea of sacred because like, like I like that word specifically because it's like success is not sacred. You know what I mean? Yeah, it could, absolutely. It, it can be. I guess, depending on, you know, but like, um, what, uh, gives you pleasure might not be sacred, mm-hmm. you know, that's why I like the idea of like, um, and I think, I think everyone can learn a lesson with that is like trying to like reevaluate, like take inventory of your life and reevaluate oh, yeah, what, that's, what, a, people what, thing. that's yeah. a people thing. But specifically, um, I feel like threes are very active socially and mentally that it's something where it would probably do them a lot, you know. Yeah, shut it, shut it down. Shut, yeah. the, shut the charade down for a second. Yeah. And just, like, think about what's actually going on inside of you. Right. And then another thing, and uh, this is the last thing I personally have to say, um, but is the idea of, like, failure being a, a really good thing in life. Yeah. And I think that's probably hard for threes to probably understand yeah, and, and feel. Failure is very scary. Yeah. But for a three, you got to realize that the good parts of you are your determination, your ability to keep going, your ability to like strive for your goals. Mm-hmm. So failure is not the end point. It yeah. feels like it is. Like it's well, yeah, it's easy to feel good, like though. It. Yeah. Like it's good it to fail. It can kickstart stuff. It, well, it can kickstart stuff. And it, I mean, you, you inevitably learn from failing. Yeah. That's if what you think is. about it, though. If you, if yeah, you right. actually take right. the inventory, like yep. you said, of the failure. Yeah. Like, why did I fail? Why did I not? Why did I not? How did this thing get broken? You know, and, and you really take inventory of what went into something. You can evaluate and figure out what, you know, what fa- what failed and why did, and then therefore, why did it fail? And then how can you become better? And then hopefully you, you become slowly better. Right. become better. Well, and, and, and I, I think that. I love that, first of all. I mean, like, all of that. And, like, I think that... It, and there's actually even a good... There's this... Have you heard of the documentary? I think it's called Losers on Netflix. I've seen it. I haven't seen it. I've seen it. I haven't I seen it either. I would highly recommend them. There's, like, eight episodes or something, but it's all about people who lost something really big, like, big time. Mm-hmm. And that wound up defining them in, like, a positive way. Like, if it wasn't for that, they would have went this other way. Yeah. And things like that. Um, and it's really good, just as a quick... But what is life that. aside from that, you know? And I right. think for three specifically, like, succeeding is such a big deal. And it's like failing is such a but to bad not be thing. afraid of failure. It's not to find failure as a negative thing. And it's right. hard when, like, yeah. we live in America, right? And it's hard where that's not like something that like is promoted to you. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Is you will. It's what's you, wrong with our education system as a whole, but right. Also, another podcast. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And it's like I think that. Um, well, it's like in, uh, not to use this. I mean, to use this analogy, but like it's it's as simple as like breaking down your body so it becomes stronger. Yeah, yeah. It's literally what like you, like you push yourself to failure so you can look better and be better. You know, be better. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think that yeah. this is where to to end. You know. Yeah. I'm so thankful for threes. I have we have an intern right now in our office where I work. She's she's like almost a decade and a half younger than me. She's a type three, self-identified. And you should see this young woman, like, efficient circles around me. Yeah. And it's crazy. And I think it's such a good example. It was such a cool reminder of, like, how beautiful it is, this energy that a three has. I mean, she was like, well, we'll do this. We'll do it right now. And I was like, yeah, we need to get this, this, this in order. She's like, let's do it right now. It's just me and her in the office, right? And we're, like, both, like, the lower 
lowest on the totem pole. Yeah. Like, of the people who were, you know, in this specific office. It's like, and she, 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 she was like, you and I will do it. Okay. And I was like, all right, I'm all, you know, I, 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 I need to get these things done. I want to get these things done. Let's go. And it was such a cool example of how we all see one piece of reality really clearly. Yeah. A four sees one, a two sees another, a nine sees this one, and a three sees this part. She just knows how to do it. It's like innate in her. Yeah. And I love that. And it was so cool. And threes are such good examples of they're, they're, they're not only are they efficient, but they're they're incredibly hard workers. Um, and they're going to get the task done. I think that my last like advice to a three is know that so in teaching. In, in like my quote unquote teaching career, I guess, I don't know. One of the things that was really cool is I had a young woman who, she was in high school and she identified as a type three and she came up to me and she showed me, she wanted to show me her like report card, okay? And I was like, this is really cool. You need to understand that I, I, I was impressed with you before you showed me this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, and I don't say that to pat myself on the back. I say that because I think that that's the energy. If you can let threes know that you care about them as they are and they don't have to do anything, you yeah. love them for th- who they are, that's, and, and, and for a three, that's what I hope you know. Yeah, thank you. I do. Help your neighborhood three. Tell them their love for who they are. Yeah, that's right. Um, I want to end right now because it's exactly the time. To go to trivia. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. Appreciate we love you. it. Love you too. Peace. 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 Whew, how about that? <laughs>